0: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. This is Mia's Bedtime Stories. Today i read you Stable Boy by Miss Lisa Jones. This is on com, And it begins. Jim woke early after a restless night. His bruised and battered backside had made it hard to sleep on his back. While his caged penis made it hard to sleep on his front, but for all these disturbed him, there was nothing compared with his need for release. Time and time again, as he had laid in bed on the edge of his sleep, his hand had strayed to the edge of his groin. But, however much as he had tried, relief was impossible. Indeed, his attempts had just made it worse. He looked at the alarm clock. It had gone five o'clock, and his job wouldn't wait. He got out of bed, showered and shaved, before grabbing a couple of slices of toast and a cup of coffee. His breakfast completed. He sat down the side of the road to New Farm. Still, the weather remained hot and dry. If this went on much longer, there'd be another hose pipe ban. Ideally, he wouldn't know how, but it would affect the stables for sure. When he arrived, he let himself into the main block and set about his morning routine. First, he had a good look around, making sure there was no unpleasant surprises, something that he might have missed, that Miss Worthington's eagle eye was bound to spot. Then he made sure that morning dew was ready for riding before finally setting down to the tack room to put a deeper shine on Miss Worthington's riding boots. At five minutes to seven, Miss Worthington appeared at the door. Good morning. I gather the girls have named you Doormat. Is that what you are to them? As to what you'll end up being for me, that's another matter. So how's that embarrassing personal problem of yours today? Giving you any trouble? Um, good morning, Miss Worthington, Jim replied. It's uh, fine, thank you. Well, drop your pants. Let me have a look. "'You'd better stand on that box there. Save me from having to bend over.' For a moment, Jim just stood transfixed before Miss Worthington continued. "'Oh, for Pete's sake, get on with it. "'I haven't got time to be doing with your pathetic embarrassment all day.' Under Miss Worthington's withering gaze, Jim stood up and went over to the box she had indicated. "'A large wooden affair, which was used for storing assorted cleaning materials.' He climbed up onto it and pushed his trousers and underpants down to his knees. There, that wasn't so bad, was it? In fact, I think it is best from now on you were to be waiting like this every morning, ready for inspection. Now lift up your t-shirt and we'll see how you're doing. As Jim lifted the hem of his t-shirt, Miss Worthington grasped the cage around Jim's penis and twisted it this way and that. Mmm, that seems to be fine. There's a little bit of shaving, but you'll live. Anyway, I'll get you some cream if it gets any worse. So, you can now get down. As Jim pulled up his pants and stepped down from his box, Miss Worthington sat and stretched out her legs waiting for his sister with their boots. Jim knelt down before her and removed her shoes. Don't forget that you're going to go to Mrs. Johnson's house today, Miss Worthington said conversationally. "'She's expecting you at noon. "'I hardly need to tell you that being late is not an option. "'Do you know where she lives?' "'She owns one of the big houses down on Cedar Avenue, doesn't she?' "'Jim replied. "'That's right, number seven. "'It shouldn't take more than twenty minutes on foot. "'Make sure the stables and yard are in a fit state before you leave.' "'Miss Worthington stood up and strode out of the tack room. "'Jim followed behind, rushing to morning Dew's stall to fetch her out.' He led the mare out into the yards and passed the reins to Miss Worthington, who mounted, and with a final disdainful look, she looked at Jim, turned, and rode off on to the paddock. Jim had plenty to do all morning and knew was almost upon him be- before he realized He tied away the stables and set off to Cedar Avenue. Its reputation is the most desirable street in a desirable village, had earned it the local nickname of Millionaire's Row, and the houses certainly matched this. Number seven was one of the bigger ones, and it sat back from the road, the gardens hidden by high beech hedges. Jim made his way up to the front door and rang the bell. There was a pause before it was opened by a young woman with long blonde hair. Ah, you are Jim? Madame is expecting you. Follow, please. Jim followed the woman, presumably on pair, through the house and into the back garden where on the patio next to a swimming pool Mrs. Johnson lay on a sun lounger wearing a wide-brimmed hat and a thigh-length light cotton wrap. Ah, you're here! Thank you, Helga, you may leave us. Both Jim and Mrs. Johnson watched as Helga walked back into the house. Her slim hips swaying provocatively in her tight jeans. Pretty little tart, isn't she? Mrs. Johnson continued. Of course, my husband's screwing her. Silly fools think I don't know. Thinks I can't see the way he moons at her over the dinner table. Still, that's middle-aged man for you. Always after the younger woman. How about you? Do you think is attractive? Or do you prefer someone a bit more sophisticated? She's very pretty, Jim replied, but you're more beautiful. Oh, you sweet boy. What a liar you are. <laughs> "'Now, come along. "'I thought we'd agreed that your place was not at my feet. "'Not standing round like I don't know what?' "'Jim remembered only too well their conversation "'from the previous day. "'And Miss Worthington, "'huh, she will do whatever she wants. "'Especially Mrs. Johnson. "'She had to keep her satisfied. "'He got down on his knees and, leaning forward, "'kissed the tips of Mrs. Johnson's toes. "'That's better. "'You're a fast learner. "'Now then, Cecilia gave me this key... Mrs. Johnson picked up a small key on a chain that lay on the table beside her. She said I might need it. Now, why would that be, I wonder? It's, um... Jim squirmed with embarrassment. It fits my restraint. Oh, restraint, Mrs. Johnson said innocently. Oh, my, my, my. Hmm. My thing, um... Jim stuttered. Your thing? You mean your thingy? Mrs. Johnson laughed out loud. <laughs> what? Does Cecilia keep you under lock and key? Oh, do, do, do show me. <laughs> Jim was no fool. He'd known where this was heading as soon as he'd seen the key. He knelt up and, for the second time that day, pushed his trousers and boxers down to his knees. How dinky. "'Now, come here so that I can have a proper look at it,' said Mrs. Johnson. Still on his knees, Jim shuffled about and came around to the side of the sun lounger. Mrs. Johnson rolled onto her side, reached down, and curled her terribly manicured fingers around his testicles. Jim's penis, which had already been starting to swell, strained against the restraints. "'Oh, you poor thing! Is it hurting you? Would you like me to take it off?' Mrs. Johnson mocked. Yes, please, Mrs. Johnson. Well, for a start, you will dress me as Madam. Is that quite clear? Yes, Madam, of course. Of course, Madam. That's better. Why don't you try asking me nicely? If I'll release you for a while, let's see if you can manage that. Please, Madam, Jim stated, his mind reeling. The tension between his legs was intense, and if playing along with this bizarre game would get him freed, then so be it. I humbly beg, Jim tried. Stop right there, Mrs. Johnson cut him across. It looks like you've had a lot to learn. While you're on your knees, you will never refer to yourself as I. Refer to yourself in the third person. Now, what are you? Uh, your servant, madam? Jim said. "'Not quite. Try again.' "'Your slave, madam,' Jim stated. "'My slave, yes. That's what you are. "'Now let's try again,' Mrs. Johnson prompted. "'Your slave begs, humbly begs, begs to be freed. "'Please, madam, please be kind to your slave.' "'Once he'd started the words, it seemed to just come to him naturally.' And why should I, Mrs. Johnson asked. What do I get in return? Anything, anything you ask, Jim responded. Anything? But you'd do that anyway, wouldn't you? Yes, madam, your slave would. Jim hung his head. Hmm. Mrs. Johnson appeared to ponder. I'm going to try a little obedience test. See how good you are. (laughs) I'm going to unlock you, but here's the condition. You are not, I repeat, not to come unless I expressly say so. Is that quite clear? Yes, madam, of course, madam, Jim replied. That seemed easy enough. Well then, stand up and let me get at it. Stand up straight with your hands behind your back, Mrs. Johnson ordered. Jim stood up, and Mrs. Johnson reached for the key, turned back towards him, and undid the lock, allowing the cage to separate into the two component halves. She put the cage and the lock on the table beside her. With a sigh of relief, Jim felt his penis spring into life. Jumping forward in the first direction, he had been allowed for over 24 hours. Mrs. Johnson took it in her fingertips and gently massaged it with sensual, rippling movements. All his repressed sexual frustration surged into Jim's penis, making it rock hard, standing proud before him. "'Does my little slave like that?' Mrs. Johnson teased. "'Does he like his mistress playing with him?' "'Yes, madam. Thank you, madam,' Jim replied between clenched teeth. Suddenly, the admonishment that he was not allowed to come was a little more difficult to comply with than he had realized.' Heaven knows what Mrs. Johnson had in store for him if he failed. And does my little slave think he can manage to control himself? Shall I stop before there's a little accident? (laughs) Mrs. Johnson's fingers were working harder and smoother. Please, madam, your slave doesn't know. Madam, please. He replied, and indeed, he simply didn't know. On the one hand, he had seldom if ever, felt anything as wonderful as Miss Johnson and her skillful fingers along the length of his shaft. On the other hand, it was taking all of his self-control to stop himself from coming. His testicles felt as if they were on the point of exploding. Well, um, I do know that's quite enough for now. <laughs> Mrs. Johnson dropped Jim's penis as if it were diseased. I told you we were going to do some obedience training. You're going to be my puppy dog. Do you understand? Puppy? Jim stated. Yes, my puppy. And for starters, puppies don't talk. Good puppies may bark once for yes and twice for no. Oh, and puppies don't wear clothes either. Understood? (laughs) Jim was once again taken aback by the sudden blast of fury unnerving him as he started to undress. He even tried a little bark as he took off his t-shirt and stepped out of his trousers, which was already puddled around his knees. (laughs) His shoes, socks, and boxers took a long, long time to get off, but then he was soon naked and on all fours that's better that's a good little puppy now go and fetch helga go on off you go run along now mrs johnson said quietly and don't forget puppies don't talk still on his hands and knees jim went back into the house he followed the sound of vacuuming and found helga in the lounge doing the housework he crawled to the center of the room and knelt before her "'wondering how he was going to explain this. "'Mrs. Johnson, she playing games again?' Helga asked. "'You need me to come with you?' "'Jim barked once with a sigh. (laughs) "'Helga asked, the exasperation clear in her voice. "'You need me to come?' "'Jim barked once with a sigh. "'Helga turned off the vacuum cleaner and followed him back into the garden.' Ah, uh, Helga,' Mrs. Johnson said as they returned to the garden. "'Be a sweetie and fetch the blue hold doll from my bedroom cupboard. "'You know the one I mean.' "'With a slightly sour look on her face, Helga turned and went back into the house. "'Jim went back to kneel down next to Mrs. Johnson, who reached out and tussled his hair, "'scratching him behind his ear, acting as if she were petting a dog.' A few minutes later, Helga returned carrying a sports hold which she unceremoniously dumped beside Mrs. Johnson's sun lounger. "'Thank you, dear,' Mrs. Johnson said. The tension between the two women was quite obvious. "'And now I think it's time. It's such a nice day. I'll eat out here next to the pool. You know what to bring.' As Helga left to fetch the meal, Mrs. Johnson delved into the bag and pulled out a selection of four collars ranging from a lightweight one in pink leather with rhinestones decorated to one heavy, large black one, which was maybe five or six centimeters wide. Choosing a brown leather collar, she put the others back in the bag before pulling him close in order that she could fit the collar around his neck. As she leant towards him the cleavage of her wrap gaped open and jim could see clearly that as far as her top was concerned she was wearing nothing underneath when the collar was fastened missus Johnson leant back and pulled the wrap close ah huh that's not for puppies not unless they're very very good she reached into the bag again this time retrieving a rubber bone With the command of fetch, she tossed it into the garden. Again and again, over and over, the next quarter of an hour Jim raced around the garden, chasing the bone wherever Mrs. Johnson flung it. Mostly she aimed for the center of the lawn, but from time to time, either in fun or in poor aim, it would end up in the flower beds, and the combination of rushing around and rooting in the back of the bed soon had Jim sweating freely and covered in dirt. Jim's enthusiasm for the game was driven by a strange mixture of emotions. Primarily, there was fear. Fear because, as he had so recently become aware, displeasing these women who had suddenly taken over his life would only result in more pain and humiliation. But that fear was balanced by pleasure. He was actually enjoying the game, playing... At being a puppy, may not be very dignified, but it was far, far better to be out in the sun than stuck inside the stables on a sunny day like this. But there was also a far deeper urge that drove him. The simple glimpse down Mrs. Johnson's cleavage had reawoken his desire. Mrs. Johnson, like Miss Worthington, had a style, a sophistication, a grace that left mere girls like Amanda in the shade. There was something magnificent about these women that spoke to something deeper inside of him that made him want to bow down and worship, that found deep satisfaction in pleasing them. And when the bone once again retrieved, he dropped it in her lap. It was only natural to play the puppy, to sit up and beg, beg that he might be found worthy. Good heavens, look at the state of you, Mrs. Johnson exclaimed. Here, this will cool you off. "'Don't go using your paws now.' "'Mrs. Johnson tossed the bone into the center of the swimming pool "'where it sank to the bottom. "'Jim dove in after it and was glad of the swim. "'It took a few dives before he was able to retrieve it. "'The admonishment not to use his paws had sunk home, "'and by the time he clambered out, he was clean and refreshed. "'That's better,' Mrs. Johnson said as he approached. "'No, don't drip on me. Stay there.' Jim knelt down a foot or so away from Mrs. Johnson, who reached down into the bag and brought out a riding crop. Idly, she reached down with the tip and played around with it and played with his penis. Hmm. You like being my puppy, don't you? Mrs. Johnson teased. Woof! Are you a good little puppy? Woof! And does my good little puppy deserve a treat? Mrs. Johnson moved on the sun lounger, which made her wrap part a little, just enough to give suggestive glimpse of her body beneath. Jim couldn't respond. Firstly, he didn't know what the correct answer was. Secondly, the fleeting glimpse of Mrs. Johnson's body beneath the wrap had combined with the crop rubbing against his penis, making his mouth go dry. Overcome by passion, all he could do was kneel wordlessly, staring at her cleavage. Well... Mrs. Johnson, chucking Jim under his chin, an action which only made things worse at that moment. He was saved by the sound of a trolley rattling across the paving stones of the patio. "'Ah, Helga, lunch. Thank you. Today's your afternoon off, isn't it? Make sure you're back before I return with the girls. You may go now.' Mrs. Johnson said once Helga had pushed the trolley up next to the sun lounger. As Helga left, Mrs. Johnson took a plate of cold meats and salad and put it on the table beside her. Then she fetched a tall glass and a jug and poured herself a long, cool drink. "'Oh, is my puppy thirsty?' she asked as Jim stared at the glass. "'Let me see what I can find.' She put the glass down and reached to the bottom layer of the trolley. This time she fetched out a dog's drinking bowl and a large jug filling the bowl she put it down on the ground in front of him there you go now drink it all up that's a good puppy jim was glad of the drink but it was awkward sipping directly from the bowl he had drunk about half when he knelt back and looked up at mrs johnson there you go mrs johnson said picking up some food off of her plate and putting it in his mouth now finish up your water i want that bowl completely empty As the meal progressed, Mrs. Johnson continued to feed Jim scraps from her plate, but more alarmingly, she also refilled the bowl once he had drained it. A third bowl full followed the second, and by the time the meal was over, his bladder was full to bursting. It didn't take a genius to work out that Mrs. Johnson had planned something all along, but Jim simply didn't know how to respond, what was expected of him, of course. "'Now then, where were we?' "'Oh, yes. I was asking if my puppy thought he deserved a treat. "'Well?' "'Jim, who'd quite forgotten that the question had already been hanging, hesitating for a second before barking twice, thinking it better to play it safe. "'Good puppy. I'm the one who decides whether you deserve a treat or not. "'Now, because I'm in a good mood, I'm going to be generous.' "'Here you go, you may kiss my breast.' Mrs. Johnson rolled towards him, pulling her wrap to one side, cupped her left breast in her hand, offering it to Jim. While she was no teenager, she was also no stranger to the gym, and her body was tight and well-toned. Jim stared for a moment before leaning forward, and as softly as he could, kissed the tip of her nipple." Come along, you can do better than that, Mrs. Johnson said. Show your mistress how much you love her, show her how much you want to worship her. Jim was almost a complete novice, he had never been so good with girls, and unlike most of his contemporaries, still a virgin. "'However, the word worship struck a chord inside of him, "'and as sensually as he could, "'he took her nipple between his lips and kissed. "'It didn't take long before Mrs. Johnson's reaction became obvious. "'Now only did her nipple swell between his lips, "'but her breathing became shallower, "'and she sighed deeply, moving so that he had better access. "'From time to time, she would tell him to go harder or softer, "'or to use his teeth, but gently.' After a while, she bared her other breast and had Jim kiss this one as well. Suddenly, she pulled away. Good puppy, very good puppy, but I need your tongue now. Jim could only stare at her, had he not been using his tongue, flicking across the nub of her nipple. What did she mean? Wow, you are the little innocent, aren't you? Mrs. Johnson exclaimed, sensing his bewilderment. "'It looks like I'm going to have to show you how to really satisfy your mistress.' Mrs. Johnson undid the belt of her wrap and opened it up. Underneath, she was wearing the briefest of bikini bottoms, and it was no time at all before she had shrugged them off. Then, taking Jim by the collar, she gave him a swift lesson in female anatomy, and without a trace of shyness or modesty, parted her labia with her free hand, showing him exactly how and where he was expected to use his tongue. "'Learn well, little puppy dog,' Mrs. Johnson finished off. "'This is a puppy's true role in life. "'Get this right, and I might just reward you.' "'Jim's previous experience had been limited "'to the minimal amount of sex education at school "'and what he had gleaned about the porn he had downloaded.' Now here before him was the long slender form of mrs johnson laid out on the sun lounger and he was spellbound as if in a dream he shuffled about to the lounger and leaned towards her thighs until his head was above her pubic mound he lowered his head reaching out with his tongue easing her labia apart as he had been shown Once he had started, it just seemed natural, and in no time he had found the hard little nub of her clitoris and was massaging it gently with the tip of his tongue. Above all that struck him was how right this was, to be knelt before a woman as magnificent as Mrs. Johnson, worshipping at her center. From the encouraging noises she was making, from the groans and the sighs, and from the tensing muscles in her thighs, he could tell he was giving pleasure. And that was what he wanted, his own pleasure subordinate to hers. He felt privileged that a woman this wonderful would let him worship, that she even noticed his existence. His fervent wish was that he should be worthy, that his efforts should meet with her approval. Jim could tell that Mrs. Johnson was approaching her climax. She had no need for discretion in the type of privacy of her own garden, and she wasn't holding back, telling, neighing, urging Jim on, telling him to go harder. To move just a little, yes, just there, just like that. But it was the physical size that really told Mrs. Johnson's juices were flowing freely. And as each wave of pleasure passed through her whole body, tensed, her muscles tensing, her body arching, pushing, striving towards that peak where, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, yes! Jim struggled to stay away from her. Mrs. Johnson's body arched, lifting her buttocks clear off the lounger. Jim's mouth was flooded as her juices flowed, until with a huge sigh of, "'Oh, yes,' Mrs. Johnson collapsed back and kicked Jim away. While Mrs. Johnson got her breath back, Jim lay on the ground, wondering what was going to happen next. Now that he was no longer distracted, he was once again aware of just how full his bladder was. If he didn't do something soon, he was going to wet himself.' Mrs. Johnson stirred on the sun lounger and sat up. Not bad, little puppy, not bad. Now come here next to your mistress. Jim got up on his knees and made his way back to the side of the sun lounger. However, to stop himself from urinating, he had to keep his thighs clamped together, which made him waddle. Does my little puppy need to go walkies? Mrs. Johnson asked. Jim barked once in response. Mrs. Johnson reached into the bag and fetched out a leash. She clipped it on Jim's collar and stood up. Her wrap was still undone and hung loosely around her, framing her feminine charms. Jim stared mesmerized. Does my puppy like what he sees? Mrs. Johnson struck a pose. I do believe he does. Come along now. "'With a tug on the leash, Mrs. Johnson led Jim across the patio onto the lawn "'and across to a large oak tree stood at the back of the garden. "'Come along now. I haven't got all day,' Mrs. Johnson said as she waited for the penny to drop. "'Suddenly, Jim realized what was expected. Clumsily, he cocked his leg and, splashing wildly, emptied his bladder against the base of the tree. "'The sheer relief was bliss. "'Even if it was bizarre,' He had to achieve urinating. He'd long gone beyond any sense of shame or decorum. If this is what Madame wanted, then this is what he wanted to do. Inevitably, he ended up kneeling in an ever-increasingly muddy puddle of his own pee. When the flow stopped, at least he looked up at Mrs. Johnson awaiting instruction. What a mucky puppy. Look at you, covered in filth. Come with me. Another sharp tuck on the leash and Mrs. Johnson led Jim back across the garden to the rear of the house where a coiled hose pipe stood ready for watering the plants. She unreeled a meter or two and turned on the tap. The blast of water that resulted was icy cold compared to the pool, and Jim shivered as she soaked him down. Right, that's enough for the day, Mrs. Johnson said as she shut off the water. Stand up and follow me. Mrs. Johnson returned to the sun lounger with the damp Jim training behind her. She sat back and reached for the penis cage. With a sinking heart, Jim realized what was next. The icy blast from the hose had shrunk his penis, and now it was going to go back in its cage. But, 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 Jim stammered in despair. Oh, do be quiet. What? Did you think I was going to let you come? Oh, you poor boy, you'll have to do much better than that. Why don't you come back tomorrow and try again? With a click of the padlock, it closed. There, that will keep you all safe. You better know, tomorrow might be your lucky day. Now run along. With a wave of her hand, Mrs. Johnson dismissed him, and still damp from the hose, he put on his clothes and left. The End I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. Have a great day.